0: In this episode, we're talking Leaving Neverland, Surviving R. Kelly, SBS,
1: <laughs> damn
0: pre-roll, <laughs> catch-up advertising.
1: <grr, grr, there goes my hot spots. <laughs>
0: and, and just for tradition's sake, married at first sight.
1: <laughs> Welcome to The Clappers. This is Andrew Young. Which means I must be Carl Quinn. Now, do you have one of these books or recordings or things in your life that you feel you must get to and you try you persevere, you go, and you might get a few pages in, or a few watches Ulysses. in, or a few listens. James Joyce's Ulysses, twice. I knew you were going to say that. Page 33, both I knew, times. I knew you were going to say that, <laughs> because I was talking to a friend of mine, he said, you know, I love Supreme. I go, of course I know I love Supreme, one of the great recordings. Yes, it's fantastic. It's a terrific album. It's a great album, and by John Coltrane, and his oh, quartet, should people not know what we're talking about. And she says, look, I've tried three times at least, to. I get to a point, and I just... Can't and I, and I get to a point I just kind of thought, yeah, I wonder, you know, I, like how many times do you have to keep punishing yourself? Like, yeah, uh, where you feel, and, and I guess the point of it is, how, how much do you feel you ought to watch a thing or read a thing? Or, for, for instance, I, I don't like Hamlet at all at play annoys me and infuriates me and and frustrates me it's, it's i don't I'm criticizing as a play i'm not saying it's a bad play it just drives me crazy and i've seen it quite a few times and i don't know why i keep i don't expect anything different to happen it, it, it ends the same way the same every way. time i'm is, i'm as annoyed by what is said to be his the, – the thing about Hamlet that makes him great, of course, is his inertia. And um, you, everyone's – you know what I'm talking about. I can't stand it. It drives me mad. I've read it. I've seen it the movies. I've seen it on television. I've seen it at the theatre. Like, I, for somebody who can't stand this play, I've seen it t- – I've put too much time into it. Frankly, I've put too much time into this play. I, I, would, and would you like to
0: take a seat – <laughs> on the
1: couch and perhaps <laughs> we can explore. I you just, keep subjecting It's a, it's a to funny this. thing because we do have these things where we think, I must... Yeah. like I, I can say I don't like it, but I must at least have made some, and, and Ulysses is a great one because I said to this friend of mine, how'd, how'd you go with Ulysses, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I too have made, I, I haven't made a serious attempt on Ulysses at all. And I have to say, it's the great book that nobody has ever read. Mm. I mean, even when they celebrate on, on whatever that day is, Bloomsday in Bloomsday. July, yeah. all over the world, it's uh, lovers, actors, philosophers, parliamentarians—all these people get together, but they only read it for an hour. Yeah, they, they read, and then another bloke to, comes along, turned to page three
0: hundred and eighty-seven, and read Molly Bloom's monologue, and yeah, off they go. And then,
1: then that's it. Like nobody actually has any actual human read it from I'm sure. Oh look, I'm sure there's some great recorded book version, and even fewer where, will have read *Finnegans Wake*. I, I would wager. I have heard of Finnegan's Wake. In fact, I reckon I could tell you the name of almost all of James Joyce's books. But have I read any of them? The answer is nay. Oh, really? Yeah, I have not read a single James Joyce book. Uh, I've read I've read a few Portrait and of the Artist, um, from Soup to Nuts, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep.
0: Uh, Stephen Hero, which was a sort of uh, the sort of test for uh, yep. Ulysses, mm-hmm. and uh, Dubliners, the short stories, mm-hmm. and that's it. I think that's okay. that's what I've read.
1: Um, well, I, and and you, you're probably the person who should be reading Ulysses. Gibson. Yeah, you, you absolutely. It's yeah. appeared to be
0: a, a fan, and you know, 25 years ago yeah. when I was in that spot where I thought it was important, or 30 years ago where I oh. thought it was important for me to read it, I I gave it I gave it a couple of goes. Okay. Let's say okay. I took it I took it backpacking. You know, but, I took it
1: yeah. <laughs> like Shantaram. <laughs> yeah. There's
0: been a lot of chatter about this TV show, Leaving Neverland. Yeah, two-part documentary about Michael Jackson, and well, it's not really about Michael Jackson. It's about two guys who, as adults, say they were sexually abused by Michael Jackson over a period of uh, about seven years in each case. Uh, they didn't know each other. They weren't. They were. They didn't overlap in uh, in Neverland, um, mm-hmm. but they had very similar experiences. Wade Robson, who was born in Australia and uh, left here when he was uh, maybe ten, and went to the states with his mother and his sister. Uh, she basically uprooted the family because there was an opportunity for him to have a career over there. He was he'd fallen into the world of Michael Jackson in a slight way, and Jackson sort of. Preferred the uh, the opportunity to sort of develop his career and all the rest of it. So being a bit of a stage mum, off, how old off was they he? went. I think he was probably well. He was five when they first met, which was after he wanted he won a dancing competition in a supermarket in a shopping center in Brisbane, mm-hmm. uh, and the prize was to meet Michael Jackson after a concert. Like <laughs> for some people, that's a good thing. Anyway. So that was the first time. That was the first time they met. Yeah. A couple of years later the family uh, was in um in LA. They because he joined a dance troupe, Johnny Young Talent School in Brisbane, they they went over to uh, Disneyland to perform for Australia Day and while there she made contact with with Jackson. At, so, like I mean quite a hustle yeah. to actually just cold call some some assistant, you know, she got a number somehow called and then he invited them to come to Neverland. So at this stage, I think he's maybe seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it's from the age of about seven, I think, is where, where this happened. The other guy's called James Safechuck. He appeared in a Pepsi commercial with Michael Jackson when he was eight years old. And then claims, that they sort of developed a friendship and then claims from the age of about 10, uh, Jackson was sexually abusing him. And that went, went on for a period of years. Michael
1: asked, do you and the family want to come to Neverland. we drive in and forget about all your problems. You were in Neverland. It was a fantasy. The days were filled with magical childhood adventure experiences.
0: What makes it particularly interesting, this story, is that these two guys both testified in 1993 on Jackson's behalf when he was being sued by another child, or the family of another child, Mm -hmm. who claimed sexual abuse. And they both testified that nothing ever happened, right? And uh, their testimony was really very, very important in in, the, in getting uh, an acquittal. Uh, well, I'm trying to remember now, was it was that a criminal? I can't remember if that was a criminal or a civil case. There was a criminal case in 2005, and Wade Robson testified again, although at that point James Safechuck declined. He had basically intimated to his mother that he's a bad man. So at that point there was some sense that he wasn't in the Jackson camp anymore. Anyway, this this story is very really, really, you know, two part documentary. Uh Aired on Friday and Saturday night on 10. The whole thing is still uh, available online. You can watch it on, on their catch-up player. On, uh, you can either watch it with ads mm. on 10 Play or you can watch it without ads if you're willing to pay some money on 10 All Access, which is their their local version of the CBS All Access where they you know they uh, put a lot of content in the States. It's kind of like a free-to-air streaming service is what it is basically. So anyway, it, not it's free, there. Not, well, no, no, a free-to-air network. Getting into the streaming space, ah, right, yeah. as per Stan and Netflix and yeah. Co. Um, so anyway, it's it's like it's it's fascinating because it's it basically it's just three and a bit hours, three th- bit more than three hours, th- three and a half hours thereabouts. The full version is four hours, All right? So there are two versions of mm. this, and you can see online the full version mm. as well um, of of these two guys telling their stories, and I believe them. I absolutely believe them but I don't know if I'm right to believe them because twice before mm-hmm. well, at least one of them has testified in court that this didn't happen and you know once the other guy has also testified that it didn't happen and that then suggests that well it doesn't suggest it, yeah. it leads to the inevitable conclusion that that either they're lying now well, they were lying then or they were lying then and if they were lying, then they perjured themselves. Yeah. So what kind of person perjures himself? You know, you've got yeah. that kind of uh, conundrum, I guess. They are also both they're involved in legal action against the estate of Michael Jackson. So there, there is a financial imperative to their, their story being be- believed. So, yeah. And for the defenders of Michael Jackson, that means that it's all bunkum. Mm. Um it's it's really really fascinating and there are other people who speak in the doco as well like uh, th- their respective mothers talk mm-hmm. and it does sort of go to the question of what the hell were they doing
1: you know the mothers yeah mm. yeah I generally believe in in most circumstances not just celebrity things but when somebody is making those accusations it's it's such a traumatic and difficult mm. thing to say and then in public and then have yourself in court being flayed by having seven strips of, of torn off you by, yeah. by an attorney. You, you, it's it's hardly something except, someone would except do. Except what
0: you would say is that uh, in court, mm-hmm. they weren't subjected to that kind of... F- you know flaying
1: but, but in, in 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 many cases that that is no, what No of course happens. of course but of, I'm talking of, specifically yeah. about these, about these, these two yeah. yes yes yeah. yes
0: and and in the format of a television documentary interview Nor are th- they. they're not no. Being no. No, so they've never
1: so, a- no so in court they were actually defending yeah, that's the right. indefensible yeah, yeah. and saying that it never happened and and that this presumably this person who's bringing the suit is lying because he was always good and and yeah. You
0: know. well, just to return to the question of um, veracity and, uh, yeah, it, yeah. with these these it's not stray. One of the one of the things that emerges with absolute clarity mm. is that they were seduced. Yeah, it, they weren't. They well, weren't coerced. They were groomed. They, oh, of course they were groomed. Yeah, I mean grooming is a kind of seduction. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and they were. The James Safechuck says there's a, there's an extraordinary scene where he's. He's holding in his hands a jewel box that has inside it rings that Jackson gave to him, some of them in return for performing sexual acts. Mm-hmm. It was like payment for, them yeah. for that. But it wasn't – he didn't at the time see it as uh, as being a uh, like a prostitution kind of arrangement. It was just – How old was he? Uh, probably at this stage of around uh, – the, the timeline's a little bit muddy in my mind, but mm. probably around about 12 – 13 maybe, okay. yeah. uh, okay. maybe 12. I don't, I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure exactly. But he talks about this. He's, he says, we we were, we were felt like a married couple. They had an exchange of vows in Jackson's bedroom. They made a commitment to be together mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And um, the ring, he said, it's a really nice ring. And he describes it. It's got a little band of diamonds and it's gold. And then he says, it's a wedding ring. And then he chokes up and says hmm. it's really difficult to to go back there, and this is the first time he's ever talked to a journalist about it. So what what you're seeing in this in this process is him actually wrestling with it and how to how to relay it. And uh, it I, I found it remarkable in that it was it was something that you don't normally understand when when you sort of think about these cases. We think about uh, the priest well as as. Was described in the George Pell case, you know, basically forcing himself upon mm-hmm. a, a child. We think about it in certainly in the R Kelly case, uh, in, in the surviving R Kelly docker, It's very much coercive. It's quite, it's quite violent. It's quite degrading. Everything about it is uh, structured around a massive imbalance of power in mm-hmm. a quite obvious way. Yeah. With this, what you've got is a is a child being led. To believe that they they have a, a relationship like mm-hmm. a, a loving relationship, and that what's going on between them is an expression of that love, and it's only later, it's only much much later that they process it and understand it in the terms in which we we frame the notion of well, abuse. They're, they're children. They are the children. Time, so they are they children. Don't have the and but it, but I mean I think it's really it's really that. a very very interesting insight into that dynamic because. Like I say, we, don't, we generally think of it as being coercive, and it is—it is a form of coercion, but it's a much subtler and more manipulative form yeah. of coercion. Also, the parents are being seduced at the same time, offered mm-hmm. access to this glorious world of opportunity and wealth and yeah. privilege and yeah. excitement, and and then and then you know Jackson gets between the parents and the kid, and you yeah. know isolates. Them. Yep. Yeah, yep. classic kind of behavior. It's like. If there is value in these kind of shows, mm-hmm. I think it is in bringing attention to to the the techniques yeah. and the dynamics, and
1: uh, alerting oh, yes. us to how a kid yes.
0: a kid in that situation isn't
1: always going to speak the truth about it. Yeah, and they're not always going to speak up. So yeah, I'm I'm I know I, I always sound superior, and I don't mean to when I say that. I this is the kind of thing that makes me. Really concerned about the motivation behind watching something like this, or, or the creation of something behind like behind watching this. it and or making it. Well, no, behind. Well, again, behind making it, like someone. Uh, journalists are not, uh, not we above are pure people. Not thinking. above rubbing their hands together at the prospect of something juicy and getting it out there. Uh, look, okay. we all we all look for something juicy. Yeah. Like, what's so, what's the
0: unique thing? What yeah. are we bringing to this discussion yeah. that hasn't been there before? Of what, course, it, of course, so, looking for something new.
1: But what I. It, what I will say uh, that's that's on, on this topic, but but a little different, is the fact that while the world appears to believe what kind of a monster Jimmy Savile was, mm. and that the convictions against Rob Harris and Bill Cosby are sound, and that there's not been any miscarriage of justice there, the world is full of millions of people who who practically worship Michael Jackson. Absolutely. On the radio today, I was driving down the Eastern Freeway to the rural hinterland of Melbourne and on the radio I clicked on a station I don't normally listen to and woman was talkback was castigating the announcer because the announcer had said, If you think this is true, you should not listen to Michael Jackson. You shouldn't be buying his right. music. You shouldn't be watching his clips. Your kids shouldn't be listening to it. And this woman rings up and says that I've got my Fitbit on. I had a nice resting pulse of 60 and I'm up to 109. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> he's dead. There's no evidence. These people are just out there for what they – and she was freaking out. And yeah. I thought, man, this is a, a, a an older sounding woman too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she kept kind of screeching about how now she, she's looking at her Fitbit and, 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 and watching her pulse rise and rise and rise and she's had to – you know, leave her work and, and do some steps and she's going crazy. And and he's starting to talk her off the ledge. I thought, you're not taking this seriously. And he's getting her to breathe and calm down, talk about her dog and talk about, her, you know, the things you're that right. make her happy and really kind of bring <laughs> <down>. this was Hostage <laughs> negotiator. It was, it was the most bizarre. Well, maybe it's not the most bizarre thing if you listen to this radio station. This might have been one of the less bizarre things on, on this radio station that I, I won't name. But... I was I was amazed that that somebody who proclaims I never ring up the radio I never you know I just listen I'm you know I'm not, not somebody somebody likes to get up and you know get aggro about things I hear, but was motivated by of all things that have been happening in the last week or so around this topic of all things was motivated to ring up about some miscarriage of justice mm-hmm. against the memory of Michael Jackson that these two un, disreputable unreliable uh guys have have gone out with this story that 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 they could have brought up when it happened and they didn't and you yeah, know you can yeah. imagine the counter argument and but this person was was really upset you know and and I thought grown up tw- 19 year old 20 year old kid or kids this is a strange world that we live in where somebody can kind of Block their ears and, and shut their eyes and close down to what they don't, what is unpleasant and disreputable, so they can enjoy a handful of pop, glorious pop songs. You
0: well, know? It, look, it's it's worth just recapping for a second that these two guys have, uh, uh, presumably, mm-hmm. assuming they're telling the truth now, yeah. they've perjured themselves in the past, yeah. right? And. As children? Were and they children when they were well, testifying? Well, Wade Robson wasn't a child the second time.
1: Okay, so the first time they were children. Yeah, the second
0: time he was okay. an adult.
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's that's what, if anything, would happen that would be about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so they've either perjured themselves or uh, or they're lying now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They are involved in a financial claim against the Jackson estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, HBO, which uh, has commissioned this this series, is being sued for hundred million dollars by the Jackson estate, mm-hmm. right? Um, there were reports that the BBC had banned Michael Jackson's music. Turns out it's not true at all. There's a
1: lot. It's very similar to the of, BBC. A lot of a lot of these songs were banned during the Falklands War, and and they didn't true. ban any songs no, at no, all. No. Yeah. Um, they did have to say "our troops" instead right. of "British troops." Right, right.
0: So. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of heat around it that, and, yeah. and and I can understand why people are passionate. I mean, quite quite aside from the the notion of like, do you love Michael Jackson or not love Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. It is it is, uh, you know, you have you can't help but question the veracity. I mean, it, it, it you, we should we should ask, of course, and, of course, and anytime Jackson, somebody accuses Jackson, listen to alive to defend himself. No. And th- these claims are not going to be contested in a court of law. No, so. And they it's, can't it's, be proved. That's they right. They can't be proved. It's well, maybe a really, there is evidence, really but. interesting uh, scenario, I think. With the mm. R. Kelly thing, yeah. uh, what's really interesting there is that th- this uh, documentary aired, I think, in early February in mm. the States and, uh, or began airing in early February. And in the wake of the documentary, uh, police called for other women to come forward. Some did so. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly has now been charged with new crimes. So, so okay. that's a that's a very interesting scenario in which the the charges that he's that he's now facing, to the best of my knowledge, don't relate to anything that's been, that's been aired in the doco. There's
1: a fresh but, charges, yeah. but that
0: doco has been has been an imp- uh, provided an impetus mm-hmm. for other women to come forward, mm. for police to reopen uh, cases or, or to open new cases and to charge him. So, mm. it's uh, it's fascinating, really fascinating. So, you know, I kind of. Uh, not pleasant viewing, no. but I'm going to say worth doing. And if you can stomach it, mm. probably worth watching. Yeah. yeah. No, what's it? I'm going to sit on the fence about the worth watching bit. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that I've seen glad what you I've saw seen. It. And I feel that I've gained some some knowledge and understanding from doing so. But, you know, you're certainly not going to watch it with the kids on a, on a Friday it's, night. It's just
1: not something that I'd watch out of a storybook, right? Out of a fairy tale. Hello, weed.
0: Today is your birthday, so congratulations.
1: I love you. Goodbye. There's no thoughts of this is wrong or anything like that. He told me if they ever found out what we were doing, he and I would go to jail for the rest of our lives.
0: Secrets will eat you up. You feel so alone.
1: I want to be able to speak the truth as loud as I had to speak the lie for so long. The Brunswick Music Festival is on right now as we speak. And on Monday, there are two gigs by the same band. You have to go to one of them, the next. Monday, 11th of March at 1pm at Estonian House, 50 bucks. Or... The next Monday, 11th of March, 7pm, 50 bucks. Now, I'm led to believe that that Monday is a holiday for the public, the general public, Monday, the 11th of March, which means the 1pm gig. People can go to kids, families. The next are an amazing band. They are unique in many respects, the chiefly being that they have no idea what they're going to play. The three of them, they go out, uh, Chris Abrams, Lloyd Swatton, Tony Buck, they go out on stage, they sit down, they might sit there for a while. The first person to play plays, and the rest come in, and they play for as long as it takes. Pure and improv. And they stop. Yep. Wow. It's amazing. It's the same way they record in, in the same How way. How many too. times have you seen them live? Oh, three or four, I uh, have, Has it ever not worked? No. Always No, works. no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And wherever it's they play, magical. They're, they're known throughout the world. They play all over the world, and mm. they are accused down the street every time they have one of the most… One of maybe our, our best musical export I, in in terms of what my personal mm-hmm. views and enjoyments of music, uh, I think I think it's marvelous what they do, and that they 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 live in separate places around them. They they don't get together a lot, so any time that you, you have an opportunity to see them, see them, and I, ha- I have to say fifty dollars is tremendous value. I, I would say uh, I I wouldn't balk at grabbing a, a pineapple and chucking it down on the counter. Of course, Kylie size. Minogue is back in the
0: country. Is there any chance she might? pop in for a quick improv song?
1: I, I, I really don't know what, what kind of music Carly Minogue likes. I, I'm going to hazard a guess that, that it probably wouldn't be the next. It's improvised music. It's, it comes from jazz but I don't think you would call it jazz. I mean you could. It's, it's very very contemporary and unrestrained by a lot of the, the tenets that people associate with jazz. But if you haven't heard of them, it's easy to find stuff by them on the internet. Check them out because I think they're an amazing group. Streaming. Ah, streaming. Okay, streaming. So, SBS have a streaming service and I was watching a film and, you know, I, I stopped it halfway through, you know, went to bed and a couple of days later I thought, I better finish that, that film I was watching up called Brother Six. And I tried to, it says, do you want to resume where you are? Mm. It put me where I wasn't, Right, I, I thought. yeah, And... Every time I tried to rewind and go back, I had to watch a trio of advertisements. By the time I actually found my space, I'd watched at least six, maybe nine advertisements. And I still, because it's not like a video recorder where you can see where you're, you've just got to kind of guess where you are. are You're a hostage hostage for advertising. And I thought, why are you doing this? I can tell you why. Well, no, what I mean is why I, I, obviously, <laughs> why do you have ad, advertising, SBS? I, I know why they have advertising, but to do it in a way that can only incur my wrath and presumably the wrath of anybody else who wants to watch the damn thing and find their space without – being held hostage, as you say, I'm just not going to watch it. I'm going mean, to – if there's something that's streaming on SBS, I'm going to find some other way to watch it. Yeah, but you I'm going to ask you I'm this. I'm going to watch it I'm on another net. St- the
0: first time you've had this experience.
1: No. No. And so you've gone back. No, I tell you what, I haven't watched anything on SBS for probably six months. Yeah. Okay. Now, before all the streaming and everything yeah. like that, before yeah. all you could watch were terrestrial television shows, yeah. ter- stations, yeah. SBS would be like 40 to 50% of my viewing. Yeah. Okay, that's a that's a lot of, mm. of viewing one television station. So they had me. I'm one of their viewers. I'm one of the people. That You're in the pocket. Th- I'm I'm part of their their audience. I watch their stuff. I don't now. Right. I just don't. They've they've kind of like a lot of sta- multi. What do you call them, multi-channel yep. networks? They've, I think, wasted a lot of their opportunities to broadcast uh, excellent programming by by dumping a whole lot of like stuff. The Tour de France to Friends this excellent program <laughs> as as is the parry niece <laughs> which is coming up this weekend uh, I just uh thought, I just, we haven't talked about yeah, cycling for a couple of we weeks so that was, I'm, well, was a, a, just throwing you a bone to talk, talk about the parry niece that's great <laughs> uh, but but yeah i think what they've done is they've just i've got i've got uh, even even somebody who is notoriously frugal like myself i have other options to watch television and i'm not someone who just comes home and spends six hours i'd I've got sort of short, small little windows in my life to watch television. And I'm just not going to waste my time on SBS. And I'm a taxpayer. It's my television station. I should be getting my value by watching, but I'm okay, not. Okay, they're, okay. they're robbing me of my life. They Whoa. are stealing. I'm an old man. I have a finite time left on this earth and they are stealing that time from me. I'm just going to take the reins yes. from silver so you Do-do. can get down off your high yes. horse. Okay. You. Right. I love my high horse. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh, dudgeon. Hello. Hi Dudgeon. Nobody occupies the moral high ground better than myself. <laughs> There's no room for anybody. Okay. <laughs> yes.
0: Speak on. Okay. So for for a start I'll just say poor old SBS. They're not alone. No, they're not alone. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not annoying. Of course it's annoying, <laughs> but they are not alone. Every one of them is doing this, okay? It's and I'll go back to saying I'll tell you why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. it, it we're Technically, it's not streaming. Okay. Okay. This right. is BVOD, broadcast video on demand. Okay. Streaming lives in a slightly different mm-hmm. space. That's where you pay for your service. Okay? Mm-hmm, okay. You're not paying for this. It's ad funded. I am. You're paying in your time and my taxes. Uh, and I'd my say friend. your blood pressure and my, probably. And my and my is. taxes. And
1: <laughs> my docs is very happy with my blood pressure. So, by the way. so it's it's
0: ad funded. Okay. Yeah. Ad, just as free to air is ad funded. Okay. It's and, partially ad and, funded. And when I, oh, yeah, okay, leave the government money aside for a second. Um, when we talked before, uh, saying the Michael Jackson thing, you could mm. see on Ten Play, yep. right, which is an ad-funded Bvod mm-hmm. service, or you can see it on Ten All Access, mm-hmm. which is does so not yep, carry ads. You pay extra. You pay yep. a subscription course, fee. It's a commercial station. It's a commercial. Right. So op, 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 no problem. Every with broadcaster with, needs to make no problem with shops somewhere. selling things for money. Okay. that's okay. fine. Now, the real reason yep. why they're jamming those ads down your throat okay, is that they're worth, I was told by somebody recently in, who is in the know, about 30% more to the broadcasters than uh, a broadcast ad. And the reason for that is because all the data that they have on you means they can deliver an ad to you. It's what they call addressable advertising. So the ad you get exposed to when you're watching SBS or whatever it might be mm-hmm. is not the same ad I'll get exposed to, as opposed to when we're watching it on TV. Right, we're seeing the same ad. Mm-hmm. That ad may or may not be relevant to you. I. these right? ads were not relevant to me. Well, okay, so it's not. It's not perfect. But, no, it's not. But it's drilling down. <laughs> I know. I, I, I get what you're it's talking about. The same. It's the same yep. kind of uh, same thing algorithms on on that operate and on Google YouTube and, and, yep, and Facebook. Yep, exactly. Yep, yeah, yeah. Right. I get. I get what you're talking so, about. So that's why they love it. They they. Mm. They will be delighted
1: to hear that I am no longer going to watch anything streaming on SBS. They'll be delighted about that. They'll be delighted
0: when the day comes that everybody is watching on their laptops and their phones, Mm. and they're being exposed to those three pre-roll ads that you can't do anything about. You can't skip. Mm. That we're not time shifting because Mm. we're just watching it as it comes to us. We're not. We're not recording and then skipping over the ads, which is what most of us do these days, despite all their claims to the contrary. you know they're charging more money for that because they're targeted to you and I. They are we're locked into watching them whether we like it or not, and they know that we're a committed viewer. We're not a passive viewer because we've made that decision to go and yeah. find that content at I that point. I was in time.
1: see, I was. You were, I know. I was. I can't be alone. I can't. I know. No, I'm usually. I'm usually alone. I'm usually the only person with with <laughs> whatever opinion I have is always a minority opinion. But I suspect that if you were able to find after you know hours of scouring the streets half a dozen people yeah. who watch SBS On Demand, I would say that there would be at least 50% of that half a dozen, which is three, who would be furious at having to deal and
0: put up with this. Again, I'm just going to say it's not about SBS On Demand. It's about free-to-air our, our, our- Free to air broadcasters. No, okay? no, I'm blaming them and how them. they monetize their audience. I will okay? blame them. I will well, hold can, them responsible. You can't. Can, Thank you. you. But you're, you're slightly wrong. Ida Butros wouldn't do this. I'm. We'll see. Um, uh, I think it's only a matter of time before I view Karen's advertising, mm-hmm. and I would say, I would say that. Why are you pointing at me like, like I don't this, councillor?
1: Yeah. I put it to you that <laughs> on the 29th at 5 a.m. you were not tucked safely in your bed.
0: The. Just to get a, a sense of how big this thing is, right? Yeah. Uh, last year, um, Nine showed Love Island and it did really well on on, on BVOD. It was mm. doing, I think, north of 200,000. That was the biggest audience they'd ever had in that space, mm-hmm. right? It was like, this thing's going off. I think The Bachelor for 10 did really, really well in that space as well. I think on 7MKR on does pretty well in catch-up stuff as well. With Married at First Sight this year, they've had, I think, north of a dozen episodes that have grabbed more than 400,000 viewers on BVOD. That's phenomenal. I mean, I it is, it is it's just, it's changing. The way people consume their content is changing so much and so, so, so rapidly. And the benefits to the broadcasters are so great that they would love to be able to just go and turn off the switch. On their terrestrial broadcasting apparatus, because that costs them a fortune, mm. and just put it all out that way on phones, on tablets, on laptops, they'd be they'd be laughing, they'd be rolling around Can I
1: just in the loot. Congratulate you! We're pretty much at the end of the podcast, mm. listeners. Carl has shown remarkable restraint, I think, in waiting until the end of the podcast before mentioning his favourite television <laughs> program. Married at First Sight. He, he could have led with this. No. He waited till right to the very last thing we're going to say. And the last thing that you will hear or remember about this podcast is Married at First Sight. So, well done, Thank employee you. of the month. <laughs> That's it for the clappers. <laughs> this is Andrew Young. <laughs> And I have been schooled. (laughs) Carl Quinn, Employee of the Month. Listen to us again wherever you get your podcasts. You can hear us anytime you like. And go to the Facebook page. I didn't put anything up. I'm not as good at Facebook as if I was if Facebook was around when I was 12. I would be just all over that, but I'm not now. I'll try and do better. I apologise.